November 22nd, 2021. We're in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Daf Kaf Amud Aleph, in the last of the narrow lines, four words before the end of the line. The Gemara class this morning and throughout the week is dedicated, is donated in memory of Hannah Bat Rachel by the Levi family. Amen. Says the Gemara, Ki Ata Ula Amar. Ula, when he arrived, when he arrived. Uh, in, in, in his return from Eris Israel to Bavel. Again, we're on the last narrow line, four words before the end of the line. Ki ata'ula amar ibberuha le'elum. Ula arrives in return from Eris Israel and he reports that in Eris Israel they made Elul, which of course is going to lead into Tishrei, a chodesh me'ubar. In other words, instead of it being 29 days, it was a full 30 days. And he's excited as he tells the people in Bavel, you know what we did in Israel? We did this great thing for you. We added an extra day. Amar Ula, he says, if only, it might even be a rhetorical question, do the Babylonian uh, rabbis, my friends, my colleagues in Bavel, are they familiar with the tibuta, the tov, the goodness, that Avdinan, that myself and the others in Israel, in Israel, in Eretz Israel, Avdinan Bahadayu, did for them, did together with them. In other words, by making this month a Chodesh Me'ubar, by adding on an extra day, we did good stuff for you in Bavel. I'm not even sure that you appreciate it. Says the Gemara, what's the good stuff? One extra day? Is there really such a significance to that? Sure, we have an extra day now to prepare for Rosh Hashanah. I mean, what's the significance? What's the tibuta that you, uh, that you did for us that we should be excited about? My tibuta, what is it that was that goodness that came from Eris Yisrael through the Chodesh Me'ubar of Elul that Ula was referring to? Ula himself said, Amar Mishum Yarkaya. There's two opinions as to what was the goodness which was affected through adding an extra day on. The first explanation, that of Ula, is Yarkaya, Milashon Yerik. It's for the vegetables. When you have Yom Kippur and Shabbat one day after another, <coughs> you're going to have an issue. Your issue will be that you're not able to preserve the vegetables from one day to the next. And as a result, if you cut fresh vegetables, um, for the first day, and then you have two days of holiday, the second day is going to be a day on which you're not able to use those vegetables without proper refrigeration, without being able to preserve the, the vegetables, the fruits, well, fruits might be intact, but vegetables are cut off, they will spoil, and as a result, it's good to separate those days. By adding this extra day, they affected that the days would be split up. You wouldn't have Shabbat going into Kippur. You, didn't have, you wouldn't have Kippur going into Shabbat. That's, That's 30, 30 instead of 29. That's right. Me'ubar is 30 days. Chodesh Haser is 29 days. They added an extra day, says Ula, and by so doing, they pushed up everything a day and therefore either made Kippur fall out on Shabbat or separated the two. In other words, either way you slice it, it was they were one after the other and now they pushed everything up a day. Well, like all the days, like 40 days and then one day, all that was and the Gemara will mention those, wor <coughs> those words later on. But yes, at this point, they're still determining monthly whether to make it me'ubar or not. Yeah. Are we assuming that the moon was <coughs> in the stage? That's an important question. 
<coughs> the question of Jesse is this Hodesh Meubar business, is this, uh, they're, just, uh, they're just playing with it? Or witnesses came? In other words, that's, that's an important question. The Gemara will tease that out and deal with that in just a few moments. Again, his question is to make a year Meubar, we understand. So you added an extra month on, right? you have the authority to do so. Over here, what we've generally speaking assumed for good reason is that the new month will be determined on the moon. Now, if they didn't see the moon on day 29, and uh, they determined as a result that it was was on day 30, so they didn't do anything good, that's the way the month fell out. Alternatively, if they saw the moon on day 29, uh, so then who are they playing with? What's happening over here? So this is an important question, but clearly it appears and will become clear from his words, they were manipulating. In other words, they did see, it appears, the moon on day 29, and nonetheless they said, we're not gonna be mekadesh at the chodesh bizmano, we're gonna wait an extra day in order to fix the next month. What's that? Adar hasamuch lenisan, the Gemara said, will always be male, right. What, what do you mean? Yeah, a similar circumstance over there. In other words, Judah says over there as well, how's it always going to be male? Unless they're talking scientifically, but they don't appear to be doing so. They appear to be saying, that's the way we're always going to treat it. Right. A two-day holiday, you have the vegetables prepared, you're able to put them in hot water in order to preserve them, you're able to keep it well. It's going to be a little bit more difficult over here going from Shabbat or into Shabbat. Shabbat's going to be the specific issue. Will we sometimes have the issue anyway? Of course we'll sometimes have the issue anyway, but Ullah says, look what I helped you with. The second interpretation, that of Rabbi Ahabar Hanina, is Mishum Metaya, which means to say if there's a person who Lo'aleinu passes away, uh, immediately prior to the holiday or to the Shabbat, you now have two days where you'll have to leave the body exposed to the elements for all intents and purposes. And as a result, you, you have the fear and you have the possibility of the body decomposing or the body now becoming uh, coming to smell and to be deteriorated in state. And as a result, if I'm able to separate those days, I only have one day without burial. Again, prior to a time in which you had proper preservation techniques, this was a real issue. In other words, he didn't have a morgue where you'd able to be, be able to preserve the, the body. And he says, he says, by making it a chodesh me'ubar, separating those two days, we solved that issue. So those are the two opinions. And what the Gemara will now do over the course of the next several lines is to tease out what's the difference between these two opinions. They're two great opinions, but clearly each one is stating their opinion. It appears in contrast to the other opinion. I'm saying Yarkaya, and you're saying Metaya. For some reason, there's something that distinguishes my opinion from yours. There must be a circumstance where one will be relevant and the other one not, or the other one yes and one not. My Benayu says the Gemara, Ma Benehem. What's the difference, halachically speaking, technically speaking, between these two opinions? Whether I argue it's because of the vegetables, the fresh vegetables, or if I argue it's because of the dead body, the, uh, either way you slice it, we're always going to affect it in such a fashion, and it's all good. Are we just uh, questioning? just uh, theoretically what the reasoning was or is there some halachic difference Ika Benayu says the Gemara I'll find you a circumstance Yom HaKippurim Shehaliyot Ahar HaShabbat if it's Kippur not that precedes Shabbat but rather a Kippur that comes after Shabbat listen to how this will play out Manda Aman Mishum Metaya Me'abrinan 
if it's the, if it, if the inspiration, the determination of adding that extra day to Elul is in order to separate so that the body is not left out for two days, well, the body is going to be left out two days. Whether Kippur comes first or Kippur comes second, either way you slice it, you're going to be in trouble. And as a result, we would add the extra day to Elul. We would make it a 30-day month. However, alternatively, if it's the opinion of Ula that it's because of the fresh vegetables, when are you interested in eating these fresh vegetables? Uh, in the daytime of Kippur? So when is it Le'orta? Clearly it's only at night that you're going to be interested. Le'orta, as we've mentioned on many occasions, is Lashon Saginahor. The Chachamim didn't want to call it the time of darkness. They called it the time of light. Orta means night. So as a result, says the Gemara, according to that second, well, really the first opinion, that it's because of the vegetables, and you're only seeking and wanting vegetables on Kippur at night, so then what's your issue over here? You had fresh vegetables for Shabbat. So you couldn't keep them for the next day. You don't want them for the next day. You want them for the next night. All right, Kippur finishes. If you really so desire those fresh vegetables, here's what you should do. Le'orta, on Mosaic Kippur, you finish Knis, you did Bekata Levana. Tarahu mayete. Go out, put in some effort, go into your garden, cut them and bring them in. In other words, says the Gemara, according to that opinion, of Ula, that the inspiration, the reason for being Me'aber Elul would be Mishum Yarkaya in a circumstance where it's Shabbat going into Kippur, they would not be Me'aber, says the Gemara, but wait a second. Ula, Rabbi, I mean, come on. We know that you're very interested in the people having their fresh vegetables, but you're also just as much, if not more, interested in preserving the bodies and having a proper burial. So it can't be that you were saying only because of the vegetables as opposed to because of the dead body. Says the Gemara, In other words, in a circumstance where, theoretically speaking, the, circum- the situation was that it's Shabbat going into Kippur, and you, Ula, are found in Eretz Yisrael, and you have a decision to be made whether we should be me'aber et elul or not, add on that extra day or not. Are you really just sitting back and saying, well, no issue with the vegetables, let's just keep it as it is. Why would you do so? What about the dead bodies? You don't care about the dead bodies. Clearly you care about the dead bodies as well. So your opinion of mishum yarkaya because of the vegetables can't be in contrast to the other opinion. It's maybe in addition to, and as a result, if you're dealing with the circumstance of Shabbat going into Kippur, you too, Ula, would agree we should add on that extra day. Says the Gemara, Ela, rather, it cannot be that that would be the deciding, the distinguishing factor between these two opinions, because if it's Shabbat going into Kippur, both opinions, even the opinion that maintained the reason to be Ma'aber is Mishum Yarkaya, in principle, that's the major determination, also agrees that we want to be fearful and care about the Metaya. So then what is the difference between these two? When it comes down to it, they're both going to agree with one another. It's the point of the Gemara. The Gemara says it's impossible. You're not really more focused on the vegetable. You might say it's... Yep. It's clearly, it appears clear from Ula, the Yerakota Ika. It cannot be, says the Gemara, incredulously, my words, screaming at him, saying, you really only care about the vegetables? And you wouldn't be Ma'aber Mishum It can't be. And says the Gemara, you're right. It can't be. So then why do you say that opinion? What was it that saying Yarkaya uh, did for you? Ultimately speaking, you're always going to be Ma'aber Mishum Metaya. So you're really just talking about those vegetables? Clearly, says the Gemara, there must be a circumstance where, on the flip side, if you maintain the primary inspiration is Metaya, 
there's going to be some situation where the only reason to be me'aber is for fresh vegetables. And that opinion of metaya will say, no ibur, let's keep it the way it should be, so to speak, or would be. Whereas ula will say, no, we need to take into account also yarkaya. I understand what... It either, it either puts Shabbat and Kippur together, right? In other words, either Kippur was on Friday and you pushed it on to Shabbat, or alternatively, Kippur was right after Shabbat and now pushes Kippur to Sunday. At the very least, it makes it that it's not Shabbat and Kippur one after another. The suggestion... That way. In other words, the Gemara is stating over here, in a world, during a time where they could fall out one after another, we would always make certain that it wouldn't. Either, we, either we'd push it and turn it into Monday, if Kippur was the Sunday, or if Kippur was the Friday, we would have it fall out on Shabbat. Exactly. I mean, uh, you won't really have such a circumstance, um, but... Correct. The Gemara will the Gemara will get to a Rosh Hashanah discussion in just a minute. Actually, right now, Ela rather says the Gemara. Perhaps the circumstance, the issue was Ika Benayu Yom Tov. It's a reference to Rosh Hashanah, Charles. Hasamuch Shabbat. Perhaps the issue was that you have Rosh Hashanah, which is close to Shabbat. In other words, it's juxtaposed to Shabbat. Ben Melefanea, Ben Melacharei. Whether it's Rosh Hashanah leading into Shabbat. Or Shabbat leading into Rosh Hashanah. All right, well, what's the issue? Says the Gemara Monday, Amar Mishum Yarkaya Me'abrinan. If your opinion is that we're nervous about the fresh vegetables, well, then you would be Me'abir. I mean, you're dealing with several days on which you can't cut, you can't pick those vegetables fresh. And as a result, if you cut them, pick them beforehand, they're going to be spoiled by the time you get to your second day. You perhaps, in a circumstance, get to your third day. Monday, Amar Mishum Metaya. However, if alternatively my issue is because of the decomposing body, ifshar be what's possible is you can bury the body with amame, which means with non-Jews. The Gemara Masech Besa, which Rashi cites and Dathava Mudalov says that in a circumstance of met biyom tobrishon yitasekubo amamin, you have burial by non-Jews. In other words, although because of specific issues, the Hachamim stated clearly it's asur for a Jewish person to do the burial at that time. You can have a non-Jew bury at that time. Well, that being the case, although although I wouldn't extend this to a Kippur time period, when it's Rosh Hashanah, Hasamuch, Shabbat, in such a circumstance, according to the opinion who says my primary objection, my primary issue is the dead body. How am I going to deal with that dead body? And it's this sort of situation, no, ne- no necessity to be ma'abir. Of course, the Gemara will say, well, you only care about dead bodies. You don't care about fresh vegetables as well. The same way we questioned earlier, the vegetable rabbi, Ula, and we said to him, you don't care about the dead bodies as well, to which he responded, or we responded for him, of course I care about them. So then what's the difference? Now the Gemara will say, well, according to the opinion, who primarily is concerned with metaya, you said you solved that. If Shabbat Amame, the non Jews can bury the body, but you don't want fresh vegetables for everyone? Interesting. I mean, Rob, I, it's two ways of saying the same thing. One is, you know, perhaps a little bit more sensitive to the people. 
Robbie, I think what Robbie's saying is, oh, maybe I'm not even on say. Robbie says it's not that we per se want the fresh vegetables for the people. It's more, but I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you why in a second. I'm comfortable. It's more alternatively, we're preventing people from then picking and cutting on the holiday on Shabbat. In other words, if they're not going to have the fresh vegetables, he says, it's going to bring them to cutting it. I'm also uh, of the opinion that the rabbis want us to have fresh vegetables, and they think we're all sadikim, and nonetheless they say, but we'd like you to have fresh vegetables. Your salad should be delicious on the holiday on Shabbat. Shabbat for Simchat Yom Tov. Either way, you slice it, says the Gemara, Lamanda Amar Mishum Metaya. Okay, well, even if I'm to be of the opinion, as Rabbi Aha was, um, that the primary concern is because of the dead body, well, ultimately speaking, you also are concerned about the vegetable, whether the Rabbi interpretation or otherwise, are you not? And as a result, it's true in this circumstance where it's Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat, Shabbat Rosh Hashanah, you don't have an issue in terms of the burial because you'll have the burial you'll have non-Jews do the burial but you're not going to have your fresh vegetables answers the Gemara according to that opinion when Hatzel concerned if Shar that opinion would claim fresh vegetables are a little less of our concern what you can do is before the holiday excuse me before Shabbat you'll soak those vegetables in hot water and will they be as fresh I can't tell you, I'd imagine not, but they'll be fresh enough. And as a result, although it won't be freshly cut delicious vegetables, it'll be almost freshly cut delicious vegetables. It won't be Uri's, it'll be, I don't know, ShopRite or something like that. In other words, it'll still be, it'll still be good vegetables, you'll still get a, a high line a, a produce, but ultimately speaking, it won't be as delicious because you're doing it with Hamime. Says Ula, not sufficient. Says Ula, in such a circumstance, we need the absolute best quality vegetables and therefore if it's Yom Kippur, Shabbat, excuse me, Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat, Shabbat Rosh Hashanah, make certain that we have absolutely fresh cut vegetables from immediately beforehand. Says Rabbi Aha, that's not really my primary concern. As long as there is a way for them to have vegetables at the table, they won't be spoiled, they won't be disgusting, that's deficient. Says the Gemara, that's sufficient. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, if this is all the reason, whether you argue it's because of the dead bodies or it's because of the vegetables, doesn't matter to me. They're both important reasons. We'll have one circumstance where we'll dis- dispute this issue. But ultimately speaking, think about how we started this whole we started with Ula coming back from Eretz Yisrael. Ula exclaims, remember, to the people of Babel, you don't know how lucky you are. Listen to the tibuta, to the goodness that the people in Eretz Yisrael did for you. They care about you. They love you. They want you to have beautiful holidays. So I was like, what, what are you talking about? If this was the reason, because of the bodies or because of the vegetables, why is it so for us? Afilu, as well it should be, lididu for them. The Israeli rabbis, the Israeli community needs this just as much as us. This has nothing to do with living in Babel as opposed to living in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, unfortunately, people pass away as well. In Eretz Yisrael as well, unfortunately, people can't have fresh vegetables two days in a row when you don't have proper refrigeration. If that's the case, Ola, were you just exclaiming this? You were just saying we're not, uh, we, we don't care enough about what they're doing? Or were you really saying, because your words seemed to imply to us they were doing it for us? Why is it for us? It's even for them in Israel. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you there's a difference in terms of the, uh, in terms of the, uh, the what's it called, the, the weather in Eretz Israel and in Babel. Lididan, says the Gemara, havil lan alma. 
Says Gemara, there's a dis- difference between the weather or the, the state of temperature in Eretz Yisrael and in Bavil. Whereas Eretz Yisrael has valleys and mountains as a result, says the Gemara, and you'd have to live there to be able to attest to this, I can tell you, it's less humid. The air just is less, it might be dry, but it's less humid in Eretz Yisrael. As a result, it's la havil lehu alma. The air is not humid. Well, if the air is less humid, it's less prone to deterioration of bodies and to deterioration of vegetables. Lididan, however, for us who live in Bavel, who apparently are not surrounded by valleys and mountains in the same way as Eretz Yisrael, havil lan, lan for us, alma, havil lan alma, the world, so to speak, is a lot more filled with this humidity. The air is a little bit more dense and heavy, and therefore there's the fear, there's the problem of those vegetables and bodies decomposing and spoiling. And as a result, says the Gemara, summing it all up, putting it all together, and then moving on, we have one of two reasons as to why, in a circumstance that Elul has a possibility of either being the 29 days or Chodesh Me'ubar, 30 days, they came back, says Ula, and they were Me'aber, and you should know that was a goodness for you, people of Bavel. Now, for one of two reasons, either the, it was an issue specifically for the Yarkaya, the vegetables, or alternatively, it was for the decomposing bodies. Either way, you slice it, you're dealing with two days on which you won't be able to touch and to affect the reality of the item in front of you, and you're nervous that it will deteriorate. Under what circumstances specifically are we talking about? Under many circumstances specifically we can talk about Rosh Hashanah next to Shabbat and perhaps even Kippur close to Shabbat but when it was Kippur close to Shabbat the assumption was everyone would agree when it's Rosh Hashanah which is close to Shabbat we said the opinion of Yarkaya would be most nervous and say you are Me'aber the opinion of Metaya would say in such a circumstance Efshar al Yedei Amameh What's that? And when do they put it in hot water? The, how long does the hot water stay? I, I don't know how long it would stay. Apparently enough to, as I said, you'll have your shop ride vegetables. What about meat? Why vegetables as opposed to meat is an interesting question. I don't know. Yeah, but we're talking about potentially Shabbat is the next day. Right? Uh, so why, why not talk about meat? Oh, but that's, that is the answer. Oh, that, but that, that is the answer, Stanley. The reason we talk about vegetables as opposed to meat is meat you would be able to slaughter and to be mevashel even on the holiday. So as a result, if I'm going to talk about under all circumstances what I'm most specifically nervous about, the deterioration, I'll talk about vegetables because vegetables would not be permitted well, under any circumstance. Don't they declare the extra day on the last day of the month or the last day of the month? Yes. Not the first day of the month? Yes. Isn't this already no, I don't know. I don't know when he came. He may have come uh, a month and a half later. He may have come, uh, to, you know, whatever. I think. Or alternatively, in, in fact, indeed, he was planning this ahead. I mean, keep in mind what, as you asked earlier, this was this was clearly the plan. This is clearly not going based on seeing the moon. So it's potentially it's either before or after. Israel didn't have a problem with the climate was 
They're doing it for Bavel. They're doing it for Bavel. That's what the Gemara is saying. That's what Ulai is exclaiming. Do you understand how much they love him? Just for you. They don't need it. Yeah. Says the Gemara, Ini, is this all really so? The word in in Aramaic, of course, means yes. So this is a rhetorical question. Ini, yeah? Really? What you just stated, is it really so? The question is on the very validity of Ula's statement. Ula came and attested to the fact that Elul was made a 30-day month as opposed to a 29-day month. This statement, which we just read, and we'll understand the sourcing in a moment, says explicitly that you cannot and would not do so to a month. You might add on an extra month to a year, but you can't and would not add an extra day to a month. And we understand why, as Jesse pointed out earlier. It's just a lie. Ultimately speaking, you look outside and there's the moon. So you're telling me it's a 30-day month, but the moon's right there. Clearly this is day one of the next month. If I'm dealing with Elu going into Tishrei and I walk outside of my, wind, uh, of my house or I look out the window on day 29 and I see the mo- moon, I know that the month is over. I'm sorry, not day 29. I walk outside on day 30 and I see the moon. I know that month was over and now this is the first of the next month. As a result, says the Gemara, what are you talking about until now? Ula, you didn't have the authority. There is no authority to add an extra day onto a month based on your logic, based on your planning. Again, Ini, is it really so? Don't we have the statement taught from, taught from Rabba Bar Shemuel? Yachol, is it possible? That the same way you can add on an extra month to a year. Of course, the first Adar based on necessity so too you can do so with a month add on an extra day turn it into a 30 day month as opposed to a 20, 29 day month under what circumstances would they add an extra month? What was the sorech for a year? We learned it in Masechet Sanhedrin and Dafyod Aleph. There were specific, several specific circumstances. Famously, Ha'aviv, Ha'tkufa, Ha'perot, irrespective of those specifics. That's what they would do, and that's what we have until today. But anyway, says the Gemara, that authority was never granted to you. Talmud Lomar, after all, the Pasuk says, Ha'chodesh hazelachem, Rashi Chodashim, Kadesh. The Pasuk says, this month is for you. The beginning of months and the derashah, the hachamim on that word hazeh is kazeh. Look at the moon, v'kadesh, and sanctify. And as a result, if you saw the moon on day 30, you can't now say, well, I didn't see anything. Let me wait until day 31 and establish this month as a chodesh maleh. That's the question of the Gemara. The whole issue, the whole proposition, the whole circumstance is null and void. Ola, you couldn't do that. You were going against halacha, says the Gemara. Amarava, la kashya, kan le'abbero, kan le'kadesh. There's a difference between if I'm adding an extra day or if I'm subtracting a day. In other words, the statement in turn goes as follows, and we're going we're gonna to fix it up in just a moment. It goes like this. In order to establish the past month as a chodesh me'ubar, that you have the full authority to do. Why do you have the full authority to do? I thought it goes based on the moon. That's right, it goes based on the moon. You walked outside and on day 30 you saw the moon. Well, isn't today Rosh Chodesh? Wait a second, tomorrow's Rosh Chodesh. But you didn't see the moon. Of course I saw the moon. I see the moon right now. But tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. In other words, you're not defying fact. When you say this is the first of the month, there is a moon outside on day 31, right? There is a moon outside. Kadesh. HaKadosh Baruch told me, look at the moon and establish it as the new month. So on day 31 I look outside, there's the moon. New month, the only circle 
circumstance that that derasha is telling me that I'm not allowed to do is to be mekadesh, which means to say, to subtract. It's day 30. I look outside and there is no moon. Oh, but calculating ahead, I need to make this hodesh, this past hodesh, a hodesh hasid. Everybody, there's the moon. Where's the moon? I don't see the moon. There it is. I don't see a moon. That's what you're not allowed to do. So the Gemara distinguishes over here, Rabbah distinguishes between kidusha hodesh, meaning I'm going to subtract from the days of the month. And instead of letting it naturally be a 30-day month, I make it a 29-day month. That you can't do. Kazerev kadesh, you're not going to get a moon. Alternatively, if you see the moon and you just want to add an extra day, which is exactly what Ola was doing, that would be permitted. And this is what that statement earlier from Rabbah Bar Shemuel really meant to say. Is it possible that the same way you can add an extra month to the year and an extra day to the month can you as well subtract a day from a month? Can you as well establish Rosh Chodesh on day 30 when it's really supposed to be day 31? That's what the Pasuk says. Period. So that's the statement in the Gemara. Again, what was this follow-up? The follow-up was a challenge on the very notion of Ula. Ula's notion was that you're able to be me'aberet ha-chodesh Hodesh Elul Lesorech. We don't think it's so. You're not allowed to just play these games. You're allowed to play these games with a year if you have a reason. You're not allowed to do it with a month. The answer is, you're not allowed to subtract a day from a month. We call that to be Mekadesh. To quote, inappropriately establish Rosh Chodesh before the moon's outside. That we understand. To add on an extra day, to say that although the moon's outside, we're going to establish tomorrow as Rosh Chodesh, that you certainly have the authority to do. Vechiha says the Gemara, this is similar to after all, Bioshua ben Levi stated that the way that the Bedin, that the Sanhedrin was established, this playing, this manipulating of the days of the month, by, it was as follows. Le'ayem means to threaten. So you would turn to witnesses who were making their way into Bedin to testify about the new month. If they were entering in, you see them entering into Betin. They stand in front of you and say, we'd like to testify about the new moon we saw. You'd then get very stern with them. If you want it to be an extra day month, as Ula's circumstance was, you want it to be a 30-day month as opposed to a 20-day, 29-day month, and there they are on day 30. I like delay, but the words specifically are threaten. But I guess you threaten through delay. You say, oh, yeah, are you certain? Could we talk about that a little bit more uh, seriously? Do you understand how important this is? For, you know, you'd get into the whole issue to the extent that they wouldn't testify. That you were able to do. That's exactly what we were talking about with the Ula. However, in Ayyamin al you would not, on the flip side, see uh, people out in the street, bring them in and say, uh, did you see the, the new moon today? And I said, well, what are you talking about? We're looking out the window. We haven't seen the new moon. No, you did see the new moon. But, but we didn't. Uh, let me explain this to you. If we don't have a Rosh Chodesh today, do you understand how this... You can't do that. You can't do such a thing. So in other words, the statement over here, consistent with our answer just a moment ago, of Rava goes as follows. You're allowed to add an extra day onto the month in order to fix the days. You're not allowed to subtract a day, so to speak, to many 
manufacture a moon in the sky when it's not seen to us in order to subtract that day. Why not? Are you looking at the moon? If you added the extra day, I'm looking at the moon. There it is. I saw it yesterday. I don't want to talk about that, but I see it today. Do I not? But when I'm making day 29 into the last day and day 30, the first day of the next month, but you don't see any, any moon outside, you're not allowed to be Mekadesh. Says the Gemara Vahaini. Is any of this really so? We're going to now challenge another notion. Didn't Rabbi Hanasi send to Lirbi Ame? He sent him the following statement. You should know. The entire life of Rabbi Hanan. He used to teach us the following. Listen to what he used to teach him. Rabbi Yohanan's statement is counter to everything we just fixed up. We just stated that even, it, it, even though in a circumstance where the Hodesh was nira'ah, in other words, you saw the moon, where me'ayim, we make certain that the witnesses only testify the next day, instead of establishing this as a, a Hodesh Haseh, we make it into Hodesh Maleh. But Rabbi Yohanan would always, his entire life, teach us that in a circumstance where you needed day 29 to be the last day and day 30 to be Rosh Hodesh, you would be me'ayim. Listen to the words. It was not seen on day 30. To establish it as the new month, to say it's Rosh Chodesh. I don't understand. It runs counter to everything you just told me. Yomeru, he would tell them, tell the witnesses, Rainu. The Gemara is stuck right now. It sounds count, 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 uh, contrary uh, to our logic, right? In other words, Kadesh makes a lot of sense. Alternatively, if it's Lesorich, if there's a necessity, if we're going to mess up the month otherwise, Rabbi Yohanan's statement is, this is what we do. Uh, what's the answer over here? He would tell it to the... Well, Rabbi Yohanan would teach it to the students, who he would tell them, if you see Aedim... Of course, you're not seeing Eidim. You're manufacturing Eidim. You're walking outside and finding two good people that you can manipulate well to put your arm around them and say to them, you want to know what's... That's right. How does it make sense? It makes sense in the respect that the establishment of the months was seen and is seen as a matter which is handed over to Hachmei Israel. To the extent that even though the moon is not outside, you can establish it as if there's moon outside. Now keep in mind the months, ultimately speaking, we're having these 354 days. You're never going to have perfect quote-unquote months because you know, each month is going to have, as, as we mentioned, each month technically speaking is 29 and a half days. So in terms of sense, it's not so off in terms of sense. If we're overly literal in terms of seeing the moon, you're right, then it doesn't make sense. Right. Well, you want to establish it. You want to do it with the proper procedure, and that's what you would do. We need Kedusha Hodesh. Two people who didn't see it. There is nothing to see. Nobody saw anything. We turn, we turn to them and we say, say you saw something. It's a fascinating circumstance. I'm, I'm going to read the answer, and then I'm going I'm to read the answer of the Gemara, and then I'm going to quickly reflect with you about what it means. And, and it's an interesting thing. It says the Gemara, I'll answer this question. The answer uh, goes as follows. The answer of Abaye is, when we say earlier the statement that you would never establish the month prior to actually seeing the moon, in other words, turn day 30 into Rosh Chodesh, what we call the Mekadeshin Shelobiz, that you would never do on 10 months of the year. 
10 months of the year where there's something at stake, but not all that much at stake, we wouldn't have this lying circumstance, this white lie circ situation. However, for Nisan and Tishrei, no. Nisan and Tishrei, the holiday months, as Rashi says, when the holidays are really dependent upon those months, and the holidays need to be established in the proper order, in the proper way for us to observe them in the most appropriate fashion, in those circumstances, and specifically in those circumstances, we would be me'ayim, and we would pull off this situation of, although there's actually no moon outside, we'd have them state, we saw the moon in order to subtract from the days of the previous month. Well, that all being the case, uh, Judah has, a, I mean, I think everyone has a very basic and important question. You're having witnesses lie in court, not, not, not allowing them to lie, forcing, compelling them to lie in order to establish what you know is right. Is that really appropriate? It reminds me, I saw it recently, there are tissue both in this, in this context in which there's situations in which the, the uh, family members, for example, there's a daughter Who's, uh, who, who's seeking an inheritance of her father, and according to halacha, she doesn't get inheritance. In that circumstance, Ben Ishai in his Sheilot Teshubot Torah Lishma was deliberating and ultimately speaking determined that although there will be documents countering the halachic approach, you can forge a document, a Pesach halacha from Rabbi Yosef Haim of Baghdad, in order to keep in line with halacha. Now, it's a dangerous statement, but he brings proof from our Gemara. In order to keep in line with halacha, in circumstances, something perhaps we don't want to publicize all that much, we'll have those we'll have the white lies in order to establish it, quote, the way it should be. It's not an easy statement, it's not something that we can digest in the most simple fashion, but conceptually, foundationally, we kind of do understand it. If everything is riding on this, if the months are now going to be thrown off and the holidays are going to leave us with the wrong type of holiday, that's right, we compel even a circumstance which, in a neutral circumstance, we wouldn't want. You can't do so. We had a procedure for it. We have halakha. How to do kiddush in the most appropriate way. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen. Amen.